0: Welcome to this podcast from Riverside Church Whitstable. We hope you find it helpful and encouraging. If you would like to find out more information about us, why not check out our website at riversideuk.org, our Facebook page, or follow us on Twitter at WhitRiverside.
1: Throughout our Advent uh, season, we are looking at these four themes on the screen, light, hope, joy, and Peace. And tonight we're going to focus on that peace theme. And uh, our son Jonah has written a uh, spoken word tonight. Really, for many of us, peace is something that's elusive. Peace is a spoken word that hopefully encapsulates sometimes how we struggle to find peace, particularly in a world that's so sometimes so dark and so difficult. So Jonah, over to you. What is
0: peace? Wake up. Eyes are blurred, but hearts already stirred, beating to the rhythm of yesterday's hurt. Words still swirl around the walls of my head, and I haven't even got out of bed. Dread. Was it something I said or haven't said yet? I forget. I'm tinged with regret, and I don't know why, unsettled with the sense that something's not right. Fight, flight, or freeze, but there isn't a threat to be seen. Worst case scenarios play out in my dreams, and even though none of them have come true, yet, I can't stop thinking, what if they do? The world's a stage, and we're all players, said Shakespeare. Well, that explains why on earth I feel so phony and fake here. Paint a smile like whacking phoenix, pantomime to hide my weakness, play the clown and fall around so they don't know how bad I feel this. But between you and me, I wish that someone would notice, look hard past the pretense and facade and see my barely beating heart. Peace is being fully known by a father who adopts me as his own. And though I fear the outcome of my story, I know he's written a different one for me. A story of hope and comfort for the soul. A broken person being made whole, piece by piece, until peace is complete. New life, even when I grow old. What is peace? My doubt is rising. I say I'm fine, I'm just disguising. Treading water in the ocean of my own philosophizing. Tears in my eyes, I can't see the hope on the horizon. My mind is tossed and turned in this tide of nihilism, the belief that life is meaningless. If God is real, what's the reason for all this? Why do tsunamis exist? Mosquitoes, murders, cancers, or cysts? Evil persists. But there's no such thing as evil if you're a nihilist. Good, evil, a God who's not speaking, prayer without healing, heaven and hell, what do I believe in? I'm stuck on the shelf that can help. The answers on the pages don't suffice because I'm itching with my questions as if they were lice. Peace is knowing that not knowing is fine, that the secrets of the cosmos will come clear in time. And though now we look through darkened glass, one day we'll see his face at last. I wish his presence was more obvious. But somehow I sense that there's God in us. In this chapter, we have no answers for evil. But evil will answer to him in the sequel.
1: As you mentioned, throughout the Advent season, we've been talking about these uh, four things on the screen, light, and on that theme of peace. Peace in the Bible means so much more than the absence of conflict. It's a much bigger word when we read it in the Scriptures. Uh, The word often used is shalom, which is uh, a Jewish word which means to flourish, uh, to have life to the full. It means life as it ought to be. And that's the sense of peace that is spoken about at Christmas time. When the angelic host appear and they declare peace on earth, they're not just speaking about an absence of fighting. They're saying there's a fullness of life that's been declared to you this Christmas time. And tonight I want to talk to you about three things, three aspects of peace that we find in Scripture. Here we go. Peace with God, peace with ourselves, and peace with others, Peace with God comes first on that list because when we have peace with God, it affects everything else in our lives. To be out of sorts with God impacts our relationships, impacts our identity, and impacts the way that we relate to other people. And the peace that we're talking about here is what you could speak of as a spiritual peace. A peace that promises to be eternal, a peace that promises to be with you forever is the peace that was declared. And I think many of us realize that spiritual peace cannot come from within ourselves. We can't just conjure up peace. We can't manufacture peace. Peace has to come from something greater than who we are. And we don't earn spiritual peace by living a good life, by doing good things and by doing and being nice to people. That's all valid. But that can't bring us spiritual peace many religions encourage us to live a certain way or to do a certain thing and this becomes a peace offering a way of you trying to curry favor with God but Christianity inverts all of that it's the only religion whereby it declares that God has come down to make peace with us that's the real message of Christmas and when we have peace with God we can know the peace of God we can know an internal peace, a deep peace within ourselves. Jonah spoke very clearly in that, in that spoken word about the struggle sometimes to find peace uh, in all the things that happen around us in circumstances. But when we know God, when we know the God of peace, we can discover peace within ourselves. We can have an internal peace as well as an eternal peace. The peace of God, when we receive it, it changes us. It transforms us. On the inside, it changes the way we are, the way we think, the way we act. It brings harmony to our internal conflicts. It brings a new identity and a new sense of purpose to who we are. And God's peace, I believe, can touch every part of your life. Every hope, every dream can be touched by God's peace. He can bring comfort and healing and restoration to you this Christmas time. And when we have peace with God and we have peace with ourselves, we can truly have peace with other people. We can really begin to relate as we should relate to the people around us. You can have relational peace. You can do friendships and family better when God is in your life. The truth is the closer we get to God, the better we get at doing relationships. The further we get away from God, the more messy our relationships tend to become. And the reason is because when we're just filled with self, when we're just filled with me or you, that's what spills out to people. And most of that, if we're honest, isn't that great, is it? When we look inside and we see the stuff that we carry, we haven't got a lot to export or give away to people. But when we're filled with God's peace and God's love, then that's what overflows into the life and the relationships we have with the people around us. So how do we experience this peace that's described, declared at Christmas time. Well, I think it begins with a moment of clarity. A moment of clarity is when you get to see things as they really are. You get to see yourself, you get to see God, and you get to see other people as they really are. This is the moment of clarity. This is where the story begins for each one of us. Many people in this room have had that moment of clarity at some point in their life where they got to see God as he truly is, got to see themselves as God sees them. That very first Christmas that we, we saw this morning in the Nativity story here, and we've heard about, read tonight through the scriptures, that very first Christmas there were moments of clarity for Mary, moments of clarity for Joseph, moments of clarity for even for shepherds out in the fields. story was being declared. God was coming to be present with people. In that moment of clarity, everything suddenly changes, everything becomes clear. And I think this Christmas time, God wants us to experience a moment of clarity, He wants us to really know truthfully who he is and what he came to do. You might have been living without clarity your whole life, never really knowing what you're for, why you're here, what life is about. But God can give you a moment of clarity this Christmas. He can speak to you here tonight. He can speak to you over the Christmas break. He can speak to you in a walk in the countryside. He can speak to you through the conversation with a friend or a moment of stillness. God can give you that moment of clarity so you see things as they really are. You get to see yourself, you get to see others. Jesus sums up the Christmas gift of peace in his words in Matthew's gospel. I'll put them on the screen for you. Powerful words. He said, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. If you're like me, you're probably quite tired at the end of a busy year. But most of us don't suffer with overloaded muscles, do we? We suffer with overloaded minds, overloaded souls. And what Jesus promises in these words in the gospel here, he promises to give us rest for our souls, rest for our minds, rest for our emotions. He promises a soul rest, something much more powerful than just physical rest. Jesus promises to give us rest from worry and fear and guilt and shame and insecurity. In these words, he promises so much to us. This is the kind of peace that Jesus came to bring. It's a peace that can't be found anywhere else on the planet. You can't find it in a program. You can't find it in another person. You can only find it in the person of Jesus Christ. Culture would tell you that you can have this peace just by having more, doing more. That's the way to find peace. But we know in reality there is no peace to be found in just more activity or more possessions. Jesus said, take my yoke upon you. A yoke was a wooden frame designed to let two animals share the load, share the burden. They could pull more easily together as two rather than one. And the truth is, you were never intended to do life on your own. You were never intended to walk through life on your own. God always intended to walk through life with you, to be yoked to you, to help you carry the burden of what it is to do life. And the truth is, we will always yoke ourselves to something. If we're not yoked to God, we'll probably yoke ourselves to the expectations of other people. We live under that self-criticism and judgment and comparison that many of us struggle with because we yoke ourselves to the opinions of others rather than yoking ourselves to God. And you might be here tonight feeling the burden of that and to live under that. Jesus said, yoke yourself to me. Come to me. I will show you how to do life. I will show you how to carry the load. I will carry the load with you. The message translation puts this passage beautifully. It says this. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. And that's the promise of Jesus to you and to me this Christmas time, the promise of peace that he offers to us. God wants to bring you peace, peace with him, peace with yourself and peace with those around you. The guy is going to come and perform a song for us now. And as they play this song, why not just reflect and think about what I've said tonight. Maybe tonight for you is a moment of clarity. A moment when things change because you get to see things as they really are. You get to see God's heart for you. God's love for you. We can be observers in this great story of God's reconciliation Or we can become partakers of the story. We become part of the story when we receive Christ into our lives, when we recognize the real power of the Christmas story. Jesus came as a baby, but he didn't stay as a baby. He grew to be a man, a powerful man, the most powerful, wise, compassionate man who's ever walked the planet. And he offers us this invitation. Come to me. Come to me and find rest and peace for your souls. And maybe tonight is an opportunity for you to find clarity in that story. If you've ever wanted to experience God's peace for yourself, you might want to echo a simple prayer tonight with me. I'm going to say a prayer, a simple prayer, and you might want to echo that prayer in your heart. So you might want to bear your head, you might want to close your eyes as we pray together tonight Heavenly Father this Christmas would you open my eyes to see things as they really are to see myself to see you and to see those around me God as best I know tonight I'm coming to the person of Jesus I want rest for my soul I want to connect with you and I want to be in relationship with you. Thank you that you love me. Thank you that I can learn from you. Thank you that you can give me peace and rest for my soul. And Lord, I say tonight, I want more of you and less of me. Lord, help me to turn back to you tonight. Where I felt like a stranger, God, would you help me to come back to you? to accept your invitation, these rhythms of grace that you promise. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you've enjoyed being with us tonight, you might be on a spiritual journey yourself. You might have been invited by a friend or a family member. You might be wondering what all this is about. Well, we'd love to see more of you here at Riverside. We have many people who are on a spiritual journey who are, who are learning these rhythms of grace that Jesus promises to give us, and uh, it's not a double glazing deal, we won't try and get you to sign anything or buy anything, um, even the coffee and tea is free, um, but what we'd love to do is help you journey in discovering who this person of Jesus is, the, the, the person that didn't stay as the baby in the manger, but grew up to be this extraordinary human being, that promises, promised that anyone who'd seen him had seen God himself. In our new year, we're doing a new series called um, Unhurry. And it's uh, it's learning to slow down and really discover who God is, and you might find that something that's helpful to you. So come through uh, and see us in the new year, and we'd love to see you as we journey together and discover this incredible person of Jesus Christ.
0: Thank you for listening.
1: If you'd like to contact us about this
0: talk, to hear more or to find out about Riverside Church, Whitstable then visit our website at riversideuk.org. Also, you can contact us through our Facebook page or tweet us at Which Riverside.